Old Judy Show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard. Here with me is my exceeding co-host. Yeah. Don't worry. Hello, don't. Hello, Jeff. I exceed reality. I exceed expectations. I exceed... Damn it, I can't think of a cool thing. Uh, yeah, some other stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's expectations. I can't even follow the rule yeah. of three in yeah. comedy. Well, you know. Yeah. We can't all be winners, you no. know what I mean? I guess not. We were talking about that earlier, about our college decisions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, no, I don't feel like a winner. Nope, but whatever. <laughs> Them's I'm, the breaks. Excuse me. I did win an award, actually. We didn't talk about that. So I guess that's... That's something. Yeah. It didn't get me very far. <laughs> well, you know. No one. Do you know what the Catherine Lasky Award is? If you do, write in. Then. Yeah, I've never heard of it. You took the same class. I took the same yeah. class. Okay. Uh, and I know, like, it was a thing, like, that other people in our class got, but I, I didn't know the name of it. Yeah, it was because that was the founder of that certain. Oh, it was a okay. class we had to take. It was one of our graduating classes where you had to. Um, work in the field yeah work in the field like a community service in your field of study which ours was media studies yeah it was enriching what ours did not win that yeah yeah it was hard it was it was yeah the service learning thing it was it was a hard time it's your first kind of taste of driving your own project really yeah when other when you have a client depending on you yeah unless you did that stuff in high school mine got me a job right actually out of it got me a freelance job out of the gate good my one and only ever one (laughs) i have one invoice and that's it Hmm. and she paid me less than six hundred dollars so it wasn't tax deductible yeah worked out for you okay yeah exceeded my expectations do you have actually no i wish i was working more sure i think we have most of us do yes. do you have a movie that exceeded your expectations i do uh i man uh as because we've taken a lot of media criticism classes and sure. uh, one of my teachers would always try to mm. i try to have no expectations going into a movie and it's hard Yes, it is hard, and I've tried to taper my expectations because a lot of movies haven't met my expectations, but that's my fault for having expectations. Anyway, a movie that exceeded my expectations was the Lego movie. The first one. The first one. Okay. The second one wasn't bad either, it, but that one just met my expectations. Uh, yeah, the first one, it's it's a kid's movie, but it's a super... It's made by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who are a good comedy directing duo. Um, it's just a good, it's got a lot of adult humor, like innuendo humor that's actually good and not just like stupid dick jokes or whatever that kids wouldn't get, but it's actually like funny jokes, um, for adults. Like the second one has a lot of Bruce Willis jokes that kids wouldn't understand at all, but they're actually pretty good. Okay. So they're not going to have like some weird, like, so it is references to like just stuff instead of us being like, Hey, look, there's a bud over there yeah or, or hey it's... look uh, the cat in the hat's hat has a boner or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no nothing like that it's actually yeah. good written like written jokes yeah are... um yeah and it's the animation's great um it's not like it's got that stop motion feel i think they like removed frames in the movie 
Um, and they, I mean, I don't know if you know how like CG animation works, there's a lot of different parts to character models and stuff. So it's almost like they built the world out of virtual Legos and it's, it's super, it's meta. It's, I just like it a lot huh. for thinking it was just be a cash grab kids movie. It's actually, it's a Do endearing. Do talk yeah. or are they like Sims? Oh no, they talk. Yeah. Okay. It's voiced, voiced by Chris Pratt is the voice of the main guy the main guy yep that was his big year it was and the main girl elizabeth banks oh okay. wild sure. style uh morgan freeman's in the first one of course. he plays like the old wizard of course he does uh will ferrell is the bad guy yep the antagonist right. um allison brie played is, somebody is the unikitty uh Sounds right. nick offerman is the big robot pirate sure the, I buy that. Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Ben, Benny, no, Benny, he's an astronaut. Ben Schwartz? No, Charlie Day plays him. Charlie from oh. Always Sunny. And he's just a 80s, he's one of those 80s Legos and he's obsessed with spaceships. But yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah, I mean, I loved Legos as a kid. And just sure. like, there's been so much Lego movies and cash grabs and video games oh, yeah. and stuff. And uh, some of them are better than others. Actually, some of the Lego <laughs> games are actually all right and enjoyable to play. Yeah. But um, some this... of them you can't buy anymore. Like you can't yeah. buy the Hobbit one anymore. Really? Or it's like one of the Le- the Lord of the Rings one. It has to do with like licensing issues. Oh yeah, that makes anymore. sense because they yeah, there's a lot of IP just yeah. mixing of IP. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean this one they actually invested time into. I think they got two good writers on it and. Something you enjoyed. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Um, uh, This one feels weird because it kind of became, like, at an age where, like, uh, like this, I guess, this, I think it came out in 1990. So mm-hmm. I'd be three. Yeah. So I don't really so remember had, it. <laughs> so you didn't But I didn't see it <laughs> until later. Okay. I'm sure. Most likely, anyway. Most likely I didn't see it until later because I don't remember, I don't know much about three-year-olds. But would they remember a movie? Uh, no, because I know I went to a Ninja Turtles, one of the Ninja Turtles movies for my third birthday party. Yeah, but I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I remember the Ninja Turtles so, movie, but that not the first time seeing it. Right. So most likely I saw it at some point after this. But uh, it's this is Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's Ninja Turtles. It's because uh, I'm sure I saw it when I was like seven or something, yeah. and I'm sure I had plenty of toys. And movies were a thing I knew about, and I knew like stuff about them on like cartoons or whatever. Yeah. And I saw the movie, and obviously for well, maybe not obviously for people that don't know, this is the guys in suits that we're talking yes, about. We're the talking original, yeah. We don't new mean the CG cinema. or those weird new ones. No, it's the Jim Henson puppet shop made these awesome suits that incredibly guys dangerous. Were crowded into them and almost died doing yeah. flips and yeah. cool choreography. Yeah, but geez, the choreography that went into that. Oh yeah, it's it's it. I don't know. I think it probably blew my mind at the time, and to, like it's an incredible. They're like kind of incredible suits to think about. Oh yeah, like, they were to... like remote controlled from yeah. off screen. Have you ever seen like them opened up or whatever? Not really. No. Yeah, the mouths have all these crazy like pistons and stuff in them, and 
there's a dude off screen holding like this big ass remote control and he controls like all the lip movements and stuff as the turtles talk sure so and then they're probably dubbed in after i'm sure but. yeah and it's a story for people that don't know <laughs> about four turtles four baby turtles sure i don't know if that might be considered racist that's how splinter says i know it. it's a direct quote he is a japanese he's, rat he's not voiced by a japanese man though I'm pretty sure He's yeah. puppeted by Kevin Clash of Elmo fame. Yeah. Of, and also of a bad sex scandal fame. Oh, boy. And he didn't have sex with anyone, but it was very odd. Yeah. What happened with him. Was that the one who, like, wrote that weird book about child porn? Mm, I don't That's think so. That's a different so. guy. He had non-sexual relationships with younger boys, like that's, teenagers. That's a weird way of putting it he didn't there was nothing physical but he was like grooming young boys so it was so it's still not it's good it's still not no not yeah. at all like influence having that influence on younger multiple yeah. minds speaking yes. of young boys uh <laughs> these young men four baby four baby turtles uh they stumble across this type of green let's call it ooze oh, that's what they call it yeah i mean yeah the subtitle of the second one it yeah. is ooze that it's is very secretive ooze yep yep uh, Do you know what company it's from? I can't remember. TGRI. What's that? I don't remember. Uh, uh, like Techno something something industries. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they become these mutant things, and they're trained by a rat that has also come across this, and they're trained yes. in... The rat was a martial artist from Japan. Japan yeah. Whose he, uh, master was cut down by his Rokusaki. lover's rival. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's that. There's a pretty cool backstory. I love the yeah. backstory where you see uh, Splinter fighting in a cage as a yeah. young rat, like in, imitating Master Yoshi's moves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that pick. Um, yeah. Yes, I I think I've talked about it. I wrote papers on this for screenwriting sure. class. Or it was film appreciation. Yeah, class and it's just a great show. film. Um, I I haven't seen it in a long time. It, maybe it doesn't hold up as much. Have you seen it lately? Um, within the past five years, I'm oh, not that's, sure yeah, I've that's, watched it. Yeah, yeah. Do you I think so. Um, I think the first one holds up. Second I, one. Second one, one is like the second one. There was a lot of um, '90s stuff. Yeah, out, the '90s like family violence don't censorship. Enter, don't enter, yeah, <laughs> so they weren't allowed to use their weapons at all in the second one. Yeah, that's true. So the opening scene is them fighting in a mall and using like sausages and like oh, yeah, toys like to fight people. Stuff yeah, people. combat cold cuts. Yeah. Um, there is a scene where they get trapped in a net and they're like, "How are we gonna get out of this?" And, like Leonardo, you have two swords, and yeah. he doesn't touch them the entire time because yeah. there is a lot of outcry from the first one because the first one like is pretty. Brutal. I remember there's the people dying being, in it. <laughs> I remember the sigh being a very important part of the oh, yeah. sigh. And him losing it. Yes, uh, April O'Neil finds Raphael's side. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, they crush Shredder Casey in a Stone. garbage. Casey, Casey Stone. Casey, Casey Jones. Jones. Yeah. Hitting and people with the cricket bat. They, yeah, I mean, they let a house burn down full of foot soldiers. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, Lee, is it Raphael or Leonardo? One of them gets knocked out cold because yeah, it was different Raphael. in the show. Yeah, Raphael, and he ends up in the tub for a while. Right. Yeah, because this that first movie also mirrors like a pretty famous Ninja Turtles comic arc, and it's been done in a lot of TV shows too. Where yeah. They 
meet the Fook clan in April's antique shop and have to flee it after they set it ablaze, and then they have to go to a farm for a while and train and come back. What came first, the foot or the hand? The the hand. The okay. foot is a huge... The foot is a Ninja ripoff. Turtles are a Daredevil ripoff. Oh, that's they, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They started out as a comic where they are all wearing red bandanas and running yeah. around in the darkness of New York yeah. with I size. remember they were wearing all red. Yeah. I do remember that. They're yeah, they didn't red. have the multicolor in the original. You could just tell who they were by their weapons. Yeah. And it was very brutal, the first comic yeah. book. Sure. It was... I, I want to say it was like Sin City esque, where it was just yeah, it black, was very Sin City black yeah. and white and red were the only colors in yep. it, pretty much. But yeah, it's a Daredevil ripoff, and but it's it's great. The yeah. creators grew up around us. Uh, I actually know someone who went to high school with them. But yeah, it is a uh, great part of our childhoods. Yeah, I just I don't know. I didn't know much about it, and it, I remember it being part of my life. Then I saw it, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, definitely. Do you have a TV show? I do have a TV show. I um, Have you heard of The Orville? Yeah. I talked trash about the show. Did you on the podcast? Or? No, uh, okay. to a person. Really? Have yeah. you watched it at all? No. It's actually, it's not a bunch of dick and fart jokes from Seth MacFarlane. It's actually not a bad show. Um, have you watched any Star Trek ever? No. I've watched a few seasons of Star Trek Next Generation and the Orville is like a love letter to it. It is okay. like if you were watching Star Trek Next Gen and you're making quippy comics that how stupid it is, or like if you MST three K, if Mystery Science Theater, if they did like commentary on Next Gen, that would be the Orville. The Orville okay. just has those built into it. Okay. So it's it's like at the beginning you the it was kind of marketed as it's going to be this family guy it's seth mcfarland so he's that's i think that's what i saw the trailer but the show is actually more of a drama with comedic elements a sci-fi drama with elements it's got the exploration that they do in star trek because if you're not familiar with trek they're not like they're not it's not space battles they're just they're exploring space and coming across and like doing fact-finding missions and there's some space battles but it's more diplomatic and yeah you can tell Seth MacFarlane was a huge like next gen fan and this this show the way it's shot is just like it like the fades and transitions they do before commercial breaks are just like an 80s Trek episode would be and you can tell that he's not making fun of it but kind of it's an homage yes exactly yeah and yeah, I thought it was gonna be stupid at first, but I gave it a shot, and yeah. I actually really like it. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of fell off the wagon because I just got I was on a kind of cartoon like overload with uh, right. all the stuff that had come out. Like they still had, it was you know still Simpsons. They still had uh, American Dad, mm-hmm. and then Archer, and then uh, Bob's Burgers. Yes, and they would still occasionally show like King of the Hill. Or whatever. Oh yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of them. And I, I don't know. And then they're just like, hey, here's this new thing, and also Family Guy, I should say that. Right. And, it's annoying. I, I, and I like, find it annoying with Seth MacFarlane in the spotlight in every one of his shows, pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I get that too. He does like mo- he so does many like voices. Everything. Yeah, and then super talented. Now he's man. the lead actor, but he, I mean, a lot of the characters like, just like in any drama one 
going drama, ongoing drama. They like this is this character's episode. This is their. Oh, arc. Sure. So they, they they're doing well developing characters and okay. stuff. So it's yeah. interesting. There's like a robot who's racist, pretty much. He just thinks it's he's like better than everyone bender. else. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But he's just oblivious to social cues. <laughs> he's not obnoxious. He's just like almost like someone who's on the spectrum who thinks they're better than everyone else. Huh. And is that like the what is it data character from yeah uh, yeah yeah he's supposed to be like data pretty yeah. much just if data was an asshole. robot yeah <laughs> uh, and yeah there's the security officer who's like some strong alien woman there's the one thing I don't like about it the first like season they really pull on he's his co-captain is his like ex-wife so oh. it's like oh it's a divorce drama dramedy he <laughs> he there's a lot of episodes about that which kind of suck but yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Just the funny situations you can get into space. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, well, I think when they originally pitched it, they're like, "Hey, from Family Guy's creator, yeah. he's doing oh, this new space thing." Or what, yes. Whatever. And it, I was just like, and I think that they might have added like uh, sound effects and stuff. Like, Probably. here's a bonk sound <laughs> and whatever. Yeah, I think you. Uh, have to watch trek first though to Man, really I, appreciate that it. is a slow it is slow it's definitely a different kind of like space and there's uh, so much of it show. yes would you uh, say like if someone were to watch there what are there like 20 trek series oh, there's yeah there's eight or so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, what would you start with i it was picard is next generation right? yeah and that's yeah. what i've watched i've watched a I haven't watched really Voyager or Deep Space Nine, but I've watched original series a little bit, which is just like seventies hokey stuff. Yeah, like I do, I don't like that really at all. I don't yeah. like William Not Shatner at all either. Um, I would say Next Gen. I liked Next Gen a lot. Yeah, I, I was dating someone who was really into who was a Trekkie, specifically Next Gen. Yeah, so that's where I watched it. But uh, it was interesting because I mean, for <clears throat> a show that starts in the late eighties, it was pretty. Honestly, when I was watching it, it wasn't like bad TV graphics or anything. It was pretty yeah. good for a show that was on like UPN or whatever the hell yeah. it was on. Yeah. And it's, uh, That's but nine like nine seasons of it or whatever. Yeah. A lot of it. For, uh, it was very Buffy esque to me. Like yeah, Monster of the Week, yeah. kind of, and kind of even those like crappy sets. And as I say, the graphics were good the sets were still pretty bare and like the costumes weren't great you can see a definite yeah you can see a shift in like season two or three where they change and like the even they start throwing budget budget at it yeah i guess the first three seasons were really bad because they're not well regarded well you know sometimes that's what happens with shows though yeah like, they I shifted showrunners and a lot of things yeah. changed on my list i some of those shows are you know a little bit guilty of that yeah yeah but uh yeah i would i'd say next gen i think is yeah. usually the universal go-to for people who want to watch trek hmm. but oh, orville yeah yeah yep. good to know i've heard because there was another trek series that came out last year i don't even uh discovery yeah star trek discovery. oh yeah i remember that, yeah. it's only on this like cbs all access oh yeah thing. it's this weird yeah. like mobile thing or something so but pe- like when that came out 
people are like, uh, if you like Trek, you should watch Orville and not <laughs> Discovery, I guess. Yeah. I haven't watched any of Discovery, so I can't say I much. Thought it, I thought I heard Discovery was pretty yeah, good, I've heard but it's, it's not like bad, but... not available in like any right, way yeah. to anyone. I don't understand yeah. Um, streaming services. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm just old. Maybe. Well, not really. <laughs> what do you have for TV? Uh, I wrote down a couple. Uh, one that really good. Uh, 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. Um, Parks and Rec. Yes. I... Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 30 Rock, it's kind of about the behind the scenes at like an SNL type thing. It's a Tina Fey jam. Also mm-hmm. has uh, Alec Baldwin, Tracy Morgan, Jan Krakowski, Jack McBrayer. Uh, Scott, you know, that bald guy. Oh, that, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. I can't think of his name. Oh, me neither. I like him, though. Yeah. Yes, I like uh, 30 Rock. 30 Rock. It's it's a great show, and it's it's very funny. I think it probably, it. I don't think that one, I feel like. Probably a few in it, you kind of like get what they're doing. And yes, like, it's weird at the beginning. It's very kind of quirky. Yeah, I and it kind of described. It is. I think it's kind of quirky all the way through. Though. Yes. Oh yeah. Like because it it is definitely a cast of quirky characters and their constant like life and ongoings in this work and this weird job where it's behind the scenes of the show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I. And it was, um, when 30 Rock was out, it, I mean, it got like five to seven seasons or something, but I didn't even realize how many there were, because it was on the same time as The Office and right. Parks and Rec, so I feel like it was a little overshadowed by those Maybe, two. Maybe, yeah. Because I didn't watch it till later, probably. Yeah, same. Um, but I, watched, I binged it all. But yeah, they have those silly things where you see, like, uh, Kenneth, you see through Kenneth's eyes and, like, everyone's puppets or something, so it's yeah. got, like, that really... They take it to the next level a few times. Like the episode where, I think it's the 100th episode, where there's a gas leak in the building and everyone just starts seeing these crazy hallucinations or yeah. whatever. That's one of my favorites. But Yeah, I feel like they have like kind of an, yeah, it is definitely like each episode is its own thing. Like it's, you know, each one, like one is all about sandwiches that they get from like the jockeys at like uh, the station or whatever. Yeah. And, like, the next one's all about, like, Jack's father that he meets for the first time or whatever. Oh, yeah, and the one with the... His girlfriend has, like, avian bone syndrome or whatever. Yeah. She has, like, hollow bird bones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, Jack Donaghy. What a bad man. But yeah. also just a fun character, too. Yeah, real. And, I don't know, I was thinking about it because I've also been watching... I just watch great news, as you know, and right. Breakable Strangers. I think Tina Fey might only know how to write one type of cast. Uh, yeah. I, well, she wrote, uh, she did Mean Girls, right? The movie. Yeah, okay. So there you go. Yeah. It's, that's like the only different one. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're oh, all yeah. like, all the casts are kind of like, kind of the same thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Just... Only all the main characters are these like plucky ladies. Yes, and they're all somewhat incompetent. They're very driven, but kind of incompetent at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yes. Very flawed. Yeah. I, yes, I like it. Yeah. I love all those series. Yeah. Uh, Parks and Rec. That was a weird like breakaway show. 
Yeah, it just like I saw like an episode. And I'm like, what the hell is this thing? I'm currently I, rewatching it. Actually, I've considered watching rewatching both. Yeah, and it just I think after like the first se- what first season, it gets better and better, and then it just like takes off. Yeah, the first season I think was only like six episodes. Or oh something. yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah, it was very. It just starts out as kind of this like small focused on this little department. Um, in the city and it grows and grows and grows into something more yeah a lot of the times they were taking like leaps in the show i was worried like are they gonna lose because i mean leslie starts out the deputy director of the parts department and then she starts going into bigger bigger political offices and running for city council and i was worried when they started breaking away from focusing on the small parts department but the cast is so great in that show. That yeah. Everyone just works so well together. I think it still might be Chris Pratt's best role. I think so. Yes, yeah. Sorry, Chris Pratt. Yeah. He just got worse oh, after definitely. this. Yes. You were funnier when you were fat. He impro. Oh, he thinks so too. He knows he, <laughs> he wants to be fat again. Uh, he. He wrote, he improv a lot of jokes that stayed in there. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those bloopers. He's so funny in those. Mm. Adam Scott, he's great in there. Yeah, oh, one of his huge Adam like Scott fan. Role. I'm not. I don't like Aziz Ansari. Uh, I I am not a. Uh, I don't know. I'm not an Aziz Ansari fan, especially after his weird like uh, assault yeah, things that happened recently. Odd. Yes. Um, he and he had his own sh- his, his own show. What is it, Master of Master None? Master of None. I like Master of None. I never okay. watched it. Yeah. Now. Uh, well, well it's definitely anyway. it's a slower one yeah. it's and i don't know i i don't like him i don't like his comedy uh obviously he might be a bad guy right actually but i'm not sure yeah but i don't know it i think he plays the same character in everything he does he does a lot yes yeah and this comedy Which is basically is, himself yeah, very yes it is yeah it is. yeah his comedy, a lot of it is reading his Facebook messages. Yeah, he got I saw to. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was furious. Doing impressions of R. Kelly or yeah. uh, other yeah. rappers. R. Kelly and... R. Kelly was a big one. The, that, uh, Kanye West, how could I forget him? Yeah. Yeah, him. yeah, a lot of impressions of those in his stand-up. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, uh, what was it? Um... Rob Lowe. I usually hate Rob Lowe, but I yeah, love him in parts. Yeah. <laughs> he plays that so perfectly i also thought before he started on rock parks and rec i was like rob lowe is either a robot or a vampire and then he plays someone who is like always Very a physical charming. performance always, who's just, always, was always like, smiling yes. i was like, like that a is just the role he was born to play aubrey plaza i think that was one ah, of her yes. she's one of my first big, things like, yeah celebrity crush yes apathetic girl who just yeah. hates everything yeah very sad faced stern person uh, and what is the other lady? Uh, Anne. Yeah, Anne Perkins. Anne Perkins. I yeah, can't remember. Rashida Jones. Name. Rashida Jones. Yes. My celebrity crush. Yes. I love some Rashida Jones. I yes. find her very sexy. It made me sad that she played a different character in that because there was never any hope for an Office Parks and Rec crossover. I wish. Oh, yeah. I could have thought about that, yeah. yeah. But she is two separate people. Now she's doing Angie Tribeca. Oh yeah, I love Angie Tribeca. I haven't watched that yet. It's so stupid. It is so stupid, but that's what I love about it. Yeah, it's very goofy slapstick prop yeah. comedy, dumb puns, but that's what I like. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, but yeah, Parks and Rec is so great. The characters Obviously, go on Andy like Polar is great. Yeah, oh yeah. How could we not mention Nick, Nick Offerman who we mentioned yes. earlier? Yeah, the pirate. <laughs> yeah, he makes two appearances. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the characters go on they change and grow so much in the show too, but it's very believable. Yeah. Kind of the last season I didn't love so No, it kind of felt they really crammed a lot in at the end. And even like when they were broadcasting it on TV, they showed the whole entire last season in the span of six weeks. And I was like, why the hell yeah. would you do this comedy that's so regarded well for you? Why would you just send it out like that? Yeah. But there's a lot of flash forwarding at the last season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's all right. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, good, good shows. Yes. Yeah. And, I, you know, shows I didn't really know anything about, and then right. they just blow me away. Yeah, they just started kind of out of the blue. I knew people liked them. That's what I knew. Yeah. Parks kind of came from the office, kind of that mockumentary style, I feel like. Yeah. Yes. Music. Uh, what did I have for music? Oh, yes. You saw me listening to this earlier. I can't remember. My, this, I couldn't find something that would exceed my expectations, but I found a soundtrack that exceeded the movie's quality. Okay. And that is the Tron Legacy score and soundtrack. Sure. Have you seen Tron Legacy? I've seen neither Tron. I haven't seen the first Tron, but I played it. Kingdom Hearts. So yes, I did too. I got to. Close enough. Yeah, pretty much. I think Tron Legacy is pretty much just a rehash of the original Tron, but with better yeah. graphics. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, visually, Tron Legacy is really cool, mm-hmm. but I would say the best parts about it are the visuals and the soundtrack. Uh, the plot is crazy, and I don't understand it. Still, I think maybe I have to see the original Tron to get it, but maybe. I mean, Tron's about a kid and gets sucked into a computer arcade game or something. I yeah. don't know. Jeff Bridges did first. I don't know. And he's somehow like regarded as God in the Troniverse because he was the creator of the game. Anyway, Daft Punk does the soundtrack, and it's like a good electrical, like dubstepy soundtrack that would go along with like a Tron type thing. A racing thing with weird yeah, lines. racing. Uh, what what are the, the, the Tron cycles? Light cycles. Light cycles. Yeah. Yes, the, the snake mobiles, pretty much. So just yeah. like that game Snake, where yeah. you can't crash into your tail. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, the soundtrack, I, I mean, I don't listen to it often, but I remember watching that movie and just thinking, that's the only thing that's good about it. Well, Daft Punk is in a part of it where they're DJing a club. But, I mean, yeah, they do the whole score, and it just goes along with the well, with the movie very well. So. That was all I could think of uh, for um, exceeding music. Yeah, um, I'll throw mine. I had a couple. I I did kind of mention mine in um, our previous episode. I I had two. Uh, one is the Arlo Guthrie Live, which I mentioned. I've, I'm sure I've mentioned it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Arlo Guthrie. Do you know this the singer? No. He's in kind of like an Americana. Style okay, singer, yeah. he's uh, Woody Guthrie's son, if you know Woody Guthrie. Um, he sings uh, uh, City of New Orleans, which is like, Good morning, America, how are you? Don't you know me? I'm your native son. No? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. That it's beautiful, though. Thanks, yeah. 
Uh, and he did this, he's this great singer, uh, songwriter, kind of storyteller. He's a much older man. He's been, you know, around forever. And he did a free concert at uh, L.L. Bean. Oh, yes. And we came, we, my mother and I went, and we arrived at like 7 in the morning. Oh, and we geez. set down seats in like our optimal spot. And like we uh, then we just walked around basically for twelve hours right, yeah, in that area, yeah. and, and then we came back and watched the show, and he just blew us away. No one took your seats. No, oh, they were they were chairs. They were like their yeah. chairs. So I guess I have to do that next time. Yeah, not watch the head and the heart from the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, and it was just a great show. He he was a great storyteller. Their great songs, great quality. He was very cool with everyone. He kind of redid, you know, he did all of his hits. He did, like, all these, you know, stuff you might not have heard as much. I don't know. This is really good. Yeah. I think I missed a mark with live performances on this one. I yeah. I thought of that. Uh, the other one I had was based on a sophomore hit of a band that had, like, a decent, actually, a really popular song on their first one. This is Radiohead's The Bends. Okay. So the first one is Pablo Honey, famous for Creep, mm-hmm. which I think you know. Oh, yes, I do. Everyone it's knows very Creep. Very big, yes. Yeah, I like Creep. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Pablo Honey as a whole, it's it's all right. It's fine. But I think, the. do you know this album, The Bends, at all? No, I don't, I've never heard it. I mean, Are I know Are you a big Radiohead, Radiohead guy? Not huge. No, um, not a fan, really? They're all right. I like, I like what... Tom Walker does. Tom, Tom York. Tom York. Jeez, yes, yeah, sorry. Tom Walker's an Australian comedian I've been listening to. Tom yeah. York. I like what Tom York does, and uh, I I like what he's going for, but a lot of times just doesn't hit with me. Fair enough. Um, I don't like the whiny voice like this so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jay. Just, I thought I heard a mouse. Oh, um, uh, that's my foot. Okay, good. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, there you go. So I don't know. I mean, I know their all their singles and stuff. I don't know their albums by name, pretty much. Yeah, the Benz is their second album, um, and it's just got a bunch of hits. And I just think it improves upon their first album. Uh, I'm trying to think of one of their. It's Nice Dream. Do you know that one? Uh, maybe I know Paranoid Android. That is on Paranoid Android. Oh, that's that, the that's album. An, that's I thought an, Paranoid Android. No, there's was a song, a song. but okay. it, there, there's an album called yeah. that too. I think. No way. Is that right? That sounds right. It might be right. Yeah. Okay Computer. I, I think it's on Okay Computer. Yes. Yeah. I know of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also a great album, which is the next one. <laughs> have you heard of have you heard any of his uh solo stuff? I remember uh Black Swan. Yeah. That came out in like the early two thousands. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting song. I I don't mind it. I mean I really only like that song. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like some of that stuff. Johnny Greenwood's got a bunch of interesting stuff, too, for his mm. solo. He's the uh, bass player. He also does, like, a bunch of harp stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like the the sounds they make and what they go for, definitely. But... Every once in a while, they have an album, because they're, they change their style a right. lot, um, like... Early on, there's a lot of very rock-oriented stuff, mm-hmm. and later on, it's very kind of sweeping and like yeah. it's a one that's like a lot of beat-based. Um, yeah, it really, I, really varies. Yeah, I, I should try more, look into more of their stuff because I think 
His voice, I think, is the most kind of like. Maybe you should try covers. Maybe you'd like covers. No, that's a good suggestion. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, I think it is. It's definitely the voice that does. It. Yeah, because they they are good songs, but I don't know. Not everyone loves his voice. Mm-hmm. It's a acquired. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, do you have a book of choice? I do. Yes. You do. I couldn't remember the name of this. I think I've referenced it before. Maybe. Um. I've at least referenced Ready Vonnegut before. We've talked about Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, a bit, I've got right? him on my thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, do you have a specific book on yours? I do. Mine is uh, Player Piano. Have Mine is not that one. This is his. I just learned today. This was his first novel. Yeah. Um, so it's not written in that like kind of short chapter style. Mm-hmm. They call it the Vonnegutian style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is mostly just. There's two narratives. You follow. Uh, two different people at certain points the stories don't super intersect um but mm-hmm. it's very it's more straightforward and less meta than other vonnegut books are uh but it is about a society after a world war three so it takes place in the near future after 1952 when this was written but the uh, during world war three um since they had less uh, manpower they created a lot of machines to do automated work and mm-hmm. the the over a big theme in the book is the automation replacing manpower pretty much and it's a lot about the workers the there's two systems there's there's people who live on one side of the river and they're the engineers for the machines and other like high government officials and then on the other side there's just the laborers who don't get a lot of work anymore because all the machines do work sure so they had two different economic systems or castes and so it's a lot about just the laborers rebelling or creating a rebellion against the other people sure i think just for this was written in 1952 and i i read it in 2014 i think and i read it i was like geez he was 50 years, 60 years, like way ahead of his time. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, this, a lot, I mean, I mean, a lot of his books are like dependent on technology and yeah. stuff like that, but it was, this was his first book and it, it's great. I couldn't, re- I actually, I honestly couldn't remember the title of it and I had to look it up, but, um, yeah. Cause I was, I read it in a collection of books. Oh, okay. So, uh, I, I, I was trying to think, have I ever read a book that I've had expectations for? And I read a lot of, I mean, I've read three or four Vonnegut books, and I will continue to read Vonnegut because he never disappoints me. Yeah. And the books always seem to keep me going a lot. I'll just say mine if you want. Yeah, So go we for just it. know of which one. I had Breakfast of Champions. That's one I haven't read. So. Oh, I love that book. Um, I've read only two of his books. Um, I read uh, Slaughterhouse 5, yeah, which I'm sure you've read, right? A couple times, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if you read Slaughterhouse 5 and then Breakfast of Champions, it works really well as kind of like a kind of ish like sequel. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, because he uses a lot of the same characters over right, and over again, yeah. which you may have noticed. Yeah, and it's focusing stuff. on like his character, Kilgore Trout. Mm-hmm, he's and a writer. It, yeah, yeah, a writer. And it's uh, him meeting like this fan who is like found Kilgore Trout's uh, books and thinks that they're real. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's really weird. Yeah, I like the meta stuff he does. Yeah. That's, 
very oh yeah there's a lot of meta and then they made a terrible movie with bruce willis oh really yes yeah i've never heard of a vonnegut movie to be honest i think there are a couple there's gonna be a new slaughterhouse five i think i heard oh really i think i think i heard that and there is a an old one from like i think it's 40s or something like that or maybe around that area early of this time i guess yeah i whenever he was born whenever he wrote it I guess. yeah he was writing in i mean 1952 was the 50s, first novel yeah. so 50s and 60s yeah 50s yeah he spent a lot of time because i was reading why he read player piano and it was because he was uh like doing engineering or at least building in world war Two, and he saw a lot of computers yeah and so that's where he computer he said he saw a computer like cutting blades for propellers and stuff and he was just like uh that thing's gonna take everyone's job and stuff. Yeah. so he was seeing it way back when because he so if he was working during world war Two, i mean i don't know yeah time <laughs> that's how that works yeah but yeah um, so five is a lot about time travel ish yes. yeah a lot of time travel of. they i there's <laughs> another one i started reading but didn't finish which was about time it might have been time quake maybe probably i've read cat's cradle i had a tough time with that one really i just couldn't i just couldn't get into it there's no really definitive ending to it either yeah. so you might have been disappointed at the end maybe um, I just like it. His books can be such quick reads because they're in such short chapters and good bursts. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I've never been disappointed by it. Did you have another one on there, or was that the only one? I just had uh, Player Piano. Oh, yes. okay. I thought you said you had a couple. Nope. Uh, I just, yeah, talking about, uh, I've read a few oh, okay. of his stuff. Um, yeah, I'll probably do Breakfast Champions next. Oh, yeah, I love that one. It's one of my, one of my favorite books, Catch-22. Which we talked about in another episode. Yeah. It's one of my other favorites. Probably my top two in there. Yeah, I was trying to remember the name to player piano, and I googled Kurt Vonnegut books, and there was like the ten best ones, and it was number one. So I was like, okay, there, you go. Well, there it is. That's the name of it. Player piano. Oh, yeah, because it's automated. I did have two other things I, I wrote down for the books. One is, I think I mentioned this well back in Sexy. <laughs> it's uh shike i don't remember it do you um i talked about it because it had like a graphic sex scene in it okay or it seemed like kind of like just inter like in written in an interesting way where i'm like it seemed provocative mm-hmm. um it is a, a book i picked up on a whim uh i was in the scarborough library when we were young boys when we went to the library after middle school every day they have kind of spinning racks that just have uh books in them where and i just happened to see one that said like oh the warring like shike or shike maybe the war a time of war in the land of japan or something like that and I picked it up, and I read the back, and I'm like, this looks interesting. I sat down with it, and I just got into it. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, loved it. And it's about this guy who is a Mongolian-born uh, warrior monk, which is this is a fake thing, I think. It's called a Zinja. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never heard of this. There you ninja. go. Okay. Uh, and Is it they a are. Zen ninja? Maybe, because they do have this kind of very like religious kind of thing to them okay. but uh they're you they're kind of like mercenary like but some of them are kind of like more like teachers or whatever just like kind of people that kind of focus on principles rather than hurting people mm-hmm. uh okay. and it's him and his uh him kind of having this destiny of meeting supposedly meeting this man who murdered his father and also uh kind of being given this job that associates these two warring clans and him being kind of like feeling akin to one but having to work for the other one i don't know it's just it's an interesting story there are two of them uh it's a you know one in the sequel and they're just great stories they're definitely paperbacks like yeah they seem like they should be like kind of like trashy ish but right. I, I really love them i don't know why cool yeah um i had one more and that is new avengers which is a comic book who's in the new avengers uh so this is after an event um house of m and avengers disassembled where the scarlet witch loses her mind and she, uh, she, like, basically kills off a bunch of the Avengers. Oh. Um, and then they disassemble, like, they break up the group. Yeah. And then a bunch of random kind of superheroes are in New York when this place in New York that's kind of, like, in this weird underground thing gets, uh, that holds all these intense criminals gets like basically destroyed mm-hmm. and they all get out oh. or a ton of them get out and like only a like maybe a handful of avengers are there to kind of like help and prevent any huge stuff from happening right. and it's like these people are like you know the avengers have been disbanded for a while it might be time to get the band back together so it's all these like kind of it's a new group it isn't right. like you know captain america and like Thor and all the classics. It's like it's Spider Man, uh, Captain America and Iron Man are still in there. Thor is not. Wolverine is in there. Right. Uh Spider Woman is in there. Which one? Spider Woman? Aren't there a couple? Um well, It's not Gwen Stacy. It's not Gwen okay, Stacy. That's the other. yeah. I yeah. don't know who you're talking about. It's uh, I can't remember her name. Um then there's like Silk who's also She's like an Arabian Spider Woman or something. She's like a white thing, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> There's later. so many of them. Now. I don't know. This is the one that was like it is like the non. She's not related to Spider Man in okay. any way. She's like that Spider Woman. She's okay. like a different Spider Spider Woman. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not Black Widow, who no. is a spider. Yeah. Who's a woman with a spider name? Yeah. That has nothing to do with spiders. Yeah. Uh, Miss Marvel joins the team. Luke Cage joins the oh, team. Yeah, Power Man. Yeah. And, like, uh, early on, like, Daredevil is recruited. Stephen Strange is recruited. Nice. And, like, a bunch of these kind of, like, B-lish-ish yeah, right. superheroes that are still very capable. The ones who get their Netflix shows canceled. Yeah, yeah. Right, pretty much. <laughs> 
And then, like, they create this team and they kind of go through, like, a bunch of arcs through the series. And it, early on, it is great. Towards the end, it really gets bad. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think until... <sighs> I, I liked it. Uh, people are, you know, very divided on it. I like it until Dark Reign starts, which is where um, Norman Osborn takes over S.H.I.E.L.D., Oh, is that when he makes the Dark Avengers? Yes. And he's the Iron he's like Patriot? He's like Iron Patriot, yes. yeah. And yeah, they do a weird flip-flop of... Yeah, yeah, all the weird heroes and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I've read about the Dark Avengers, because I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And it sounded just very odd. It's cool. It's a cool idea that he created like this twisted kind of Avengers team. I just thought the Iron Patriot was so odd. And yeah. then they put it in Iron Man 3, and it was even worse. Yeah it wasn't norman osborne yeah it's such a weird choice yeah i know i know what they're doing with that that movie was kind of yeah oh iron man 3 was or, you, wait I, I did i that see one. that one oh uh, you probably fell off before that. i that think i did yeah Avengers. oh yeah you're right I yeah iron that. man 3 i think i own it but i haven't watched it yeah don't <laughs> yeah it's not it's probably one of the worst regarded mcu ones i mean Hulk is pretty bad too. That's also yeah, yeah. Bottom three are like Hulk, Iron Man three, and Thor two. Are like the worst. Yeah, ones. that's what I hear. I like Thor one quite a bit. Yes, that one's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just a a great thing. And then like later on, there are more divides, and like they create more teams and whatever. Like yeah. this team becomes massive at some oh, point. Oh yes. And then they eventually Avengers are in here. divide up into the new Avengers and the Mighty Avengers. And yeah. later on, they create like a second version. Yeah, here. I got the Marvel Encyclopedia right here. I'm looking then, to see how many Avengers pages there are. They make a um, Uncanny Avengers later on. And they make a Avengers World thing, Yeah, which you may have seen. They have like Black Ops. Do they have Black Ops Avengers too? They have Black Ops X Men. X Men, yeah, X Force, right? Yeah. yeah. I love X Force is great. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of different. Jeez. There's like one, two. How many pages here? One, two, three, four, five, six. It's, if you want to count our West Coast Avengers. No one does. <laughs> seven pages. Um. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It. Yes, a great series. Um, and, like, Marvel really varies with their quality yeah, of, of their main main stake people. So Yeah, there's yeah. so many. Those ones were great. Bar- the Brian Michael Bendis ones. Breakout, I think, is the first issue. I've heard the name Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, he's written a lot of stuff. Um, do you have a game you want to go to? Oh, yes, I do. I had um, a few games. It's... Well, they're all the same games in the same series. Uh, it's a series of games. Prince of Persia games. Oh, okay. Um, I remember in when we had like after school care, we had the we had old, the 2D game. Yeah, right? the yeah. computer Prince I of Persia. That. We sure. played that a few times, and we liked it then for what it was. Yeah, because that's what we could get back then. For sure. Um, but then like uh, during the Xbox, GameCube, PS2 era, they had the Sands of Time. Sands of Time trilogy. And I really liked the first Sands of Time. It was really, you had all these cool, like, time manipulating mechanics in it. And the combat I liked a lot. 
I just like the story of it. I really like time travel, as you probably noticed me talking about before. And there's a lot of time travel and, like, fate versus, like, predestiny, whatever, or yep. controlling your fate questions in it. The second one was pretty cool, too. It was more open than the first one, less linear. And they upgraded the combat, got very brutal. This was the first rated M game I was allowed to own. Um, but yeah, it got bloody, chopping people's heads off. A lot of more boss battles. And then the third one was okay. Um, yeah. Were the other ones like, what is it, Dark Throne? And I never played... Double Prince or whatever. Yeah, there's one that was based on the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. It was like oh, a tie boy. with that. I never played that one because the Jake Gyllenhaal movie was so bad. Yeah. Uh, and then there was one that didn't have to do with the Sands of Time trilogy. It was just like a, kind of a standalone. And right. It had more of a cel-shaded look to it. Uh, I don't think that got like a lot of critical, great critical review, but I, I liked it for what it was. The combat was way different in Two it. Two Crowns, I think, was one of them. Does that sound right? That's... Where he had like a dark side and a light oh, side. Oh, that was, yes, that was the third one, oh, okay. I think. Yes. Yeah, because you could be the dark prince or the yeah. light prince. Yes. There were certain areas where you had to be the dark prince and you'd have like this chain whip you would whip back and forth and the combat would differ. You were less acrobatic, but more like brutal fighting. Yeah. I really like the acrobatic mechanics of the game, like running on walls and jumping and wall jumping and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, other than that first one, I, I, that one, the 2D one. I've seen gameplay for, like, almost all of them, I think. But I just never played any of them. I think a lot of it was, were those all, like, Nintendo-based? I think or... they were released on all three consoles. Oh, yeah, they I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, I just never got into them then. I don't know why. Yeah. Not my thing. They were, I think they were developed very quickly, too, because I, they came out each year, I feel like. Yeah. Two was very fan servicey though when they started getting like bloody and there was a lot of like bare butts in it, sure. like ladies and scantily clad, very fan servicey. Right. So th that's right kind of where that trilogy kind of went. Um, the third one kind of ties it back though, which I liked. Time cyclical time time travel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then the like I said, the three sixty one that kind of stood alone was. I mean, it had the same gameplay to it, so that's why I liked it. Mm -hmm. Wall running stuff. It's definitely different combat and everything, but it was nifty to play. But yeah, all right. That's my. That's mine. What do you got? I wrote down two. One is Mario sixty four. Oh yes. Sure. The other one's GTA Vice City. Nice. Mario sixty four blew everyone's mind. Yes. Third dimension. Yes. What. Ooh. I guess, yeah. I was trying to think of, like, a, are there two, any SNES games that have a third, like, possible third dimension? I don't know. Not really. Like, the closest... It's like a two and a half, probably. Yeah, I didn't have a, yeah, like, isometric, kind of like um, yeah. Sonic 3D Blast for the Sega Genesis. Did you yeah. ever play that? I don't remember. Well, it's called 3D so. Blast, but no. it was not in 3D. Wow. But... Yeah. It had, I guess it had Y, Z, and X axis pretty much, but it's isometric where it's like kind of that weird, you're, it's top down but at an angle sort yeah. of, so that's why they call it 3D. Or like the thing in Sonic where you picked up the balls in that special weird room 
Remember? Yes. You, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. special stages. Yeah. The special stages. Yeah. Yeah. Going and around. You couldn't get the other balls. I had to. I did it. I did it once. Did you ever beat any of those? No. Oh, um, well, you have in the third one. Hard as hell. Yeah. In Sonic 3, I mean, if you beat all seven, you get the Chaos Emeralds. So oh. Become supersonic. Nice. So I had to do that. And then you get the actual true ending and like bonus level. Huh. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I, I ground that out. Grinded ground yeah yes i'm sure yeah it was just it would blew everyone away just mario in this big castle where he had to jump through paintings yeah collect all these stars to open up another painting and eventually rescue the princess and maybe find yoshi up on the castle yeah and give us lives that we don't need at this point yes because you don't you have to get every single star you have to get you all know? the stars yeah <laughs> and then he gives you 99 lives so it's like thanks yeah. i already did everything i could I do in this game never got that i think in, they might have changed it for because they released the ds port sure. or you could be yoshi in the ds port yeah. so i guess that's what that was so maybe you couldn't get him on the roof maybe so. mario was up there <laughs> yeah maybe He's my like friend a... had um the version they used for demos in the store like when you used to go into walmart and stare up at that screen up there and play and he had the demo version so when he played the game automatic there was a file that already had all 120 power stars in it yeah so we just messed around with that game all the time yeah i've never beaten that game that's my gamer confession uh i i beat it like once and i mean that's that's all you need but i yeah i didn't collect all the stars so yeah i think it might be on the last bowser i'm not sure He's, uh, I, I don't know, he somehow becomes a lot harder. Yeah, you end up, like, you have to throw him at bombs or something in the yeah. last couple of rounds. Yeah. And, like, so it's, I mean, it's an N64 game. It's really hard to, like, time it correctly. Yeah, and the swinging thing is kind of tough. Yes. With the single, yeah, uh... Grind skin peeling analog. off your hand, because yeah. you're grinding the palm of your hand onto that, yeah, that analog, analog stick. stick. yeah. Yes. Sure. Uh... uh the other one, GTA Vice City. Did you get at the GTA games at all? I never. Not, yeah. I wasn't allowed to. Well, yeah. Never. My parents should <laughs> probably not. I got it at like 14. And my parents were like, uh, like, all right, don't do any of this stuff in real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have it. It may have been still, older. So, yeah. yeah. It may have been older, but I they gave it, I got a PS2 and I got it and I played it. Like, I was like, oh, I got to play this now. <laughs> and yeah. And I. I never played three or any of the really like early top down ones or all that. Yeah, was three the first three D one? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The other ones are all top down. Like there's one in I think the first or second ones in London. Ah. So it's like the only time it's been in Europe, really. Yeah, I never. I played. I don't know. You played uh, five probably or is Nico? Yes, I played one of the online ones. Okay. Once. And which I think is five, right? Five, yeah. Although four did have online. Yeah, and I think I have just played messed around in four as well. Yeah. But yeah, everyone when I always play is just like, hey, spawn. Here's a cheat code to spawn an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll just do loops. I think I broke into like a military base and was sure. trying to steal their jumbo jet. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds the like kind something. Of stupid things I like to do in yeah. it. That sounds like something we would have done. Yeah. Yeah, when I have it. Uh, yeah, just a, 
a great game. It has a lot of kind of like nods to the eighties and stuff like that. There's a lot of there. All the sound, the soundtrack is like uh, yeah. the cars and stuff like that. I remember that was kind of like an iconic uh, commercial at the time with like and I run. Yes. Yeah, not knowing the connection to what the hell Vice City was yeah. when we were that age, but still being like, oh, it's a GTA game. It's, yeah. They were, they're definitely a lot to do. I, they don't super appeal to me, but I, when I do play them, I mean, I always find something to do. To oh, keep there's, me occupied. there's too, like too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like three, I remember the commercial was like that opera kind of song. I remember the commercial yeah. was like, it was, uh, Oh, mio babino car. Yes, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's great games. I don't know what to say about them. They, ex- I, I hadn't played three. I knew about it, uh, and I was too young for that one. Yeah, I said he came out. And my parents were like, "Yeah, right, fine." Mario yeah. sixty four below. You know, it was, <laughs> you have two uh, things on like opposite it, spectrum. Yeah, and it blew me away. Yeah, no, they did, they did stuff. Right? Have you ever tried to do the pacifist challenge in uh, GTA? But- what like uh, not kill anyone? Yes, just be nice and not kill anyone and try to beat the game like that. Um, or try to like not break any laws. I think is one of them challenges. So. I could probably do it. It would take a long time. Yeah. Um, because there are some stuff like you have to kill people. Yes. Yeah. That was I read an article. I think it might have been like a crack dot com article yeah. where one guy tried to play one of them without breaking the law and like within a half hour is like kill this person yeah it's you there are missions where you definitely have to kill people so i, I think he like tried to lead him out into the road or something to get that yeah, get your way around it i don't know if that works i i kind of thought about that but one i know one of the final fights and one of them is like uh you have to fight a guy like alone in a warehouse so <laughs> yeah. not gonna get by, by a car it's self-defense though what if you had to go to trial each time that you committed a crime in that game? That would suck. <laughs> or at least when you got arrested. Be like Skyrim, you have to go to jail for a certain amount of time. Yeah, what happens when you get arrested in GTA? They just release they, you. They the release jail, you right? almost immediately. Yeah. yeah, but you get a fine and they take all your stuff. Oh, okay. They but take like a thousand bucks. <laughs> they take a thousand bucks and then you they take all your weapons or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah. they played four a lot, and there's probably Nico Bailic. Uh, like. Is that the one where you can be different people? There's one where there's like that's three five. Different... Five okay, is so three. I different did play people. five a bunch. Five is the Eastern European guy. Yeah, Nico, I... let's go bowling. I usually try to do loop de loops in planes. That's yeah. my big thing when I play GTA. Sure, loop de loops. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll move on to Anna Maybe, which we talked about briefly last episode. Yes. Ray Zero, starting life in a new world. Yes. Thoughts? Um, what is the show about? This show, I can't. Well, do I you don't know really yet? Know yet? Um, <laughs> I actually did write notes on this one. Okay, right here. Uh, this show is about I don't know some kid. He's reading Subaru. Subaru. Okay. Subaru. I only watched that's one right. episode. Okay, I think one. that's his name. But yes, and he just randomly gets transported to a fantasy world like right at the beginning pretty much yep. and this is what he screams at the beginning main character screams out exposition right at the beginning i'm in a fantasy i've been summoned and he thinks he's like been it's, i guess he plays a lot of video games and yes. knows all the video game tropes and he thinks he's been summoned and he's he's like where's my heads up display where's my health where's my magic oh the economy here sucks because he's got no money everyone speaks english 
pretty much. But yeah, he's just like it is. He's starting life in a new world. Yeah. Like if you started out with nothing and you know nothing about the world, he can't read anything. Um, but yeah, he seems to. That was why I wrote it down. He screams out exposition right at the beginning because it's like okay, he's very self-aware of what's going on, and he witnesses some girl steal the insignia from another woman yep named so he helps her he's trying to help there's a woman named amelia yes well she says she's named satella oh that's right which um yeah and he's helping her hunt down neff nerf some blonde girl who's a thief and steals stuff and then sells it and so he's helping her and this satella is also she can she does spirit magic or whatever yes. and she has a cat named puck is that yeah. a shakespeare reference do you think i was uh, wondering is that uh midsummer night's dream yeah puck the fairy from midsummer probably he seems very similar probably yeah he's just like this little cute cat that helps her out and stuff and, most likely yeah um but uh, yeah and i i don't know he's helping her and he ends up they end up finding this the thief's lair and he goes in and he dies and then he wakes up again and he's in the marketplace where he started out and he kind of goes through the day again and this is my issue this is my one issue i had so far because i've only watched one he knows immediately what's going on in the beginning when he's transported to this world because he screams out this exposition. <laughs> and yeah. then when he, the first time he dies and comes back to life, I immediately, maybe because you told me what's happening, but I yeah. immediately knew he's respawning. Yeah. But he couldn't figure that out. He had no idea, like, this first, like, playthrough or the second time he goes through this entire day. Yeah. And he comes, he keeps running into situations that have already happened. Like, he meets these three kids in the alley again. And who don't recognize him this time and it's like if you're so aware of uh what happened before that you've been summoned to a new world why aren't you aware of you that you died i guess i don't know but anyway yeah he goes through the day again and ends up just booking it straight to the thief's hideout and he meets some other guy there who is supposed to facilitate this sale of the insignia and then he ends up dying again and respawning, pretty much. And this second death is super... It's not graphic as in, like, bloody and entrails. They talk about it a few times, but he, like, when he's dying, there's, like, flashes, and he's, like, really just like, I'm dying, I'm dying. Oh, it hurts so bad. No, it doesn't hurt. And just the way he's talking, it is super anxiety-inducing. Yes, it is very like, distressing. Yeah, it, like, I could feel my breath getting shallow as I'm watching this. I'm like, jeez, God, just get over with it, please. And, like, yeah, and then the girl who's, the woman who's killed him is, like, narrating all. Like, oh, you should be, like, getting cold. He's very now. cold yeah. about it, yeah. But, and then he responds again. And that's where he sees that uh, witch lady, whatever, the white-haired one. Yeah, and he yells out Satella this time to get her attention. And then everyone's like, what the hell, man? And she's like, don't call me the witch of something. Witch of the, I want to say the wilds, but I know that's not Yeah, right. something like that. Witch of the wilderness, I don't yeah. know. And that's where that episode ended so yeah. that's all i've really seen it's pretty much yeah it setting the scene for this 
Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to know like what really happens based on one episode. Yeah. That's why we usually do three. Yeah. I, like I based on no this problem. one episode, would you watch more? Like, does it make you curious? To, it like, does make me it? curious. Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Why is he here? Yeah. Because um, he keeps talking about, oh, this cute anime girl summoned me. It must be this one. But yeah, like, did someone really summon him? So I am interested why he's there. Um, and why he can respawn. But other than that, uh, I don't know. The animation I felt in this one was really lacking. Like, there's a lot of scenes where the two main characters are talking and they're, like, in a busy market bazaar and there's characters in the background, but they're just still, they're just standing there. They're not animated at all. Um, I I think sometimes they do that to uh, reduce fees. Like, they... Like, the way, like, if there's more still animation, usually it's because they spent, like, uh, way more money and time heavily animating what might only turn out to be, like, under a minute. Like, definitely under a minute. And then it'll be, like, everything else is, like, for that to happen, everything else behind, like, this little box will be, you know, still, you know. Yeah. That's just something I picked up on, but, um, uh... Uh, I'm I am curious and interested. This is the it's not an Anna no. This one's probably just an Anna maybe so yeah. far. So yeah. I definitely this is why I do watch try to do three at a time. Yeah, it's hard to build a world within that forty five minutes or whatever. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that long. The first episode is. Um. Yeah, and it goes to some weird places. It is. It it, it is rough. <laughs> like yeah. I I've talked about it. I think this was in my difficult one. I that scene was one of them. There's another one later on that's that's hard to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's. It's a good series. Like I think it is rewarding to watch, but like there's some uh, like yeah hard stuff like that. It's another one of those ones where I kind of hate the main character. He's just so bumbling and stupid. <laughs> like uh, it, it, his arrogance is what annoys me. Yes. I remember that being a he, thing. Yeah, he he keeps telling everyone I'm so flat broke. <laughs> Everyone's like, you probably shouldn't go around advertising that, man. And yeah. he just seems so. He needs he needs a lot of help in this world, but he is not <laughs> behaving in a way which anyone would want to help you at all. Like. He's very. Ad- he is loudly advertising his helplessness yeah. in this world, where everyone's going to kill him probably. But happens yeah, a lot. Mostly out of curiosity and wanting to know more about it, I probably will do give it a couple more. Yeah, I. Not to spoil it, but they do eventually kind of like have a proper fight with that woman, and it is a very well animated fight. Cool. And yeah, because a lot I, of the fights took place in the dark in this one also, I noticed in this first yeah. episode. So and, I did, like, in being, like, a media production major, knowing, like, okay, well, they're, it's in the dark because they're, they don't want to animate this right now. Yeah. So, yes, I would like to see something spectacularly animated. So. Yeah, it is... I, I kind of like it, and she's kind of doing this chanting the whole time. It's very, I, I really like that scene. Oh, maybe I can find it on here. It might ruin something, but you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fine. whatever. I can live with it. There's so many yeah. episodes of everything. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I'll have thing. to sense. We got more stuff to do, so, yeah. yeah. Want to wrap it up? Or yeah, let's see it. Uh, 
yeah, you can email us at uh, wholegdshow at gmail.com, facebook.com slash wholegdshow. We are at wholegdshow on Twitter, wholegdshow.podbean.com. All that stuff, right? You can give us a review and rating on iTunes if you'd like. Uh, send us some words we can do, or I don't know. Did did you hate something that exceeded our expectations? Yeah. Was it disappointing to you? Listen to our sister episode because it's disappointing. Go back if you haven't done that one yet. Uh, you can find me at Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. At Rewrite Osha, that's Rewrite Osha for art, jokes, and whatnot. Right, yeah. All right, thank you. Bye. Later.